You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hi, and welcome to a joint episode of Giants Splash and A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the San Francisco Giants, Open A's, and Major League Baseball. I'm A's writer Matt Kawahara, and today Giants writer John Shea and I will discuss MLB's decision to suspend spring training and delay the start of the regular season amid the coronavirus pandemic, and how the Bay Area's baseball teams are responding to the shutdown of America's pastime. That next on Giants Splash and A's Plus. So we're coming to you from Scottsdale, Arizona, where, as with the sporting landscape and the country overall, there's been a, sort of a momentous shift here over the last couple of days, obviously starting on the sports perspective, uh, Wednesday night when the NBA announced that it was suspending its uh, season after one of its players tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, on Thursday, Major League Baseball, along with several other Leagues and sporting organizations followed suit. Uh, MLB announced that it would be canceling all spring training games and suspending the regular season or pushing back the start of the regular season by at least two weeks. And then just today, a couple hours ago, uh, Friday afternoon, MLB announcing that spring training operations would be suspended. Players would be given the option of either returning to their homes, uh, staying at their spring training facilities, or returning to their major league cities. So the A's and Giants uh, both in a little bit of a limbo situation right now. And John, I guess we can start with the Giants. Um, You've been over at Scottsdale Stadium for the last couple of days. Just overall, how are the Giants uh, responding to this situation right now? Well, the players have not been at the ballpark the last couple of days. Uh, While the A's were going to play Thursday, the Giants had the day completely off on the schedule. The day was going to be dark, and Mm -hmm. Gabe Kapler basically told everybody just take the day off. So I was out there, and I saw a couple of coaches, a couple of front office officials, and what a day to be off, because Thursday was the day that everything dropped. right after the NBA suspended uh, Major League Baseball, actually played games in Florida Mm -hmm. Thursday morning, which was unbelievable because this was in the wake of what we found out about the NBA's uh, Rudy Gobert. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, that's it. Baseball's going to call off all the games tomorrow. The Giants won't be the only ones totally (laughs) off. But no, they played the games in Florida. Some in Arizona got rained out anyway. Uh, Some got... uh, you know, postponed or whatever. But uh, yeah, so it was, it was pretty dark anyway over at, at the Scottsdale Stadium. Uh, aside from a bunch of fans, the uh, Giants merchandise store was open and a lot of people were, were over there. But it was an eerie thing because uh, it, it, it sort of evolved, this story. Obviously, you know, we, we, we heard and learned about the virus. It was an ongoing story. It's like every hour. And it went from uh, you know, are they going to play without fans? Are they going to just play in Arizona? Uh, where will the season begin in Arizona? Will will it begin at Dodger Stadium? Uh, then they closed the clubhouse to the media, and then 
uh, and then once we got that alert about the NBA, you know, boom, it's suspended. Mm-hmm. So everything changed in a hurry. Mm-hmm. But the Giants, uh, what they're doing right now is giving, like you said, the players the opportunity to go back to the Bay Area and they could work out at Oracle Park. They could stay here and work at uh, Scottsdale Stadium. Or they could go home to wherever they live. Um, they have those choices. That was the agreement between the union and the owners. So uh, we'll probably see a little bit of all, uh, all three. I mean, a lot of the players do live here in Arizona. And, um, and not only that, but there's dozens and dozens of minor leaguers uh, here, just like the A's have. So mm-hmm. we're not just talking 25 men. We're talking you know, well into the 40s on the major league side and much more than that on the minor league side. Do you have a, any sense of what kind of structure would be there for, like, obviously, since the team has been here uh, for the last month or so, and they have their Arizona facility here, I would, I would assume there was gonna, there would be a, a fair amount of structure here for the players who decide to, to stay and continue to work out here. If there are players who decide to go back to San Francisco or, uh, or even decide to go home, do, do you have any sense of what sort of the structure would be for them in terms of workouts and trying to stay in baseball shape? Well, the, the two things, and I talked to Kai Correa, the bench coach uh, under Gabe Kapler. Boy, and Giant fans really need to know about this guy. He's really cool and a great interview and so much energy. Uh, Giant fans are going to like this guy. So Kai spoke about the two most important things. Obviously, it's a blip on the screen, right? It's mm-hmm. not It's, it's not uh, the, on the front burner. Baseball is so secondary, you don't even see it in the rearview mirror with everything else that's going on. But the health of the players and keeping the players in baseball shape. Um, we're, we're hearing April 9th is opening day. I mean, who really believes that's going to happen? Suddenly, this thing's going to go away and ballparks are going to be filled April 9th? No. I mean, this thing's going to go on, I'm sure. It, it, and, and even when or if baseball does decide to come back, you'll probably need three weeks of spring training. That's what happened in 1995 mm-hmm. uh, when the players were on strike, uh, canceled the World Series in 94, extended into spring training in 95, and the owners brought out these replacement players full of plumbers and carpenters and who knows what else uh, just to fill the rosters. And then, sure enough, a couple of days before the season opener, uh, uh, the new labor agreement was resolved, and they sent those guys home, and the regular players came in. But those players needed three weeks of spring training, so I imagine the same would happen here. In fact, you spoke to Sandy Alderson about that. Yeah, Sandy Alderson is a senior advisor, obviously, for the A's, former general manager of the A's, former MLB vice president of baseball operations. Um, he was you know, walking through the concourse over at Hohokam Stadium on Thursday, so just stopped him for a minute and asked about what that could potentially look like uh, if and when you know the season does start to ramp back up again. What would the schedule be like? How much time would players need? And uh, his main point was, as you said, it would probably be a few weeks needed specifically for the pitchers. So position players maybe would not need as much time. Obviously, as a hitter, you would want to get your, your timing back up and probably see some live pitching in order to do that. And it's, it's hard to stay in, in you know, peak midseason baseball shape when you are not, uh, not playing these kinds of games daily. But, but it's really looking out for the pitchers and the pitchers you need to be careful about with guys ramping up and 
this being kind of the time in mid-March when you're starting to see some of the starters go a little bit deeper in games. Guys are adding to their inning count, just trying to get ready for the season. This is where you hit pause, and then I don't think, I don't think you pick right back up again when, uh, especially if this does turn into a longer layoff than, than the original probably overly optimistic schedule suggested was. Those pitchers are gonna really probably need to to start from, if not square one, at least pretty close in terms of getting ready to pitching games. Imagine the Giants, new manager Gabe Kapler, uh, pretty much an entire new staff, except for Ron Wotus, 13 coaches in all, uh, all of them your age, Matty. <laughs> and, and, uh, Which isn't that young. Right? <laughs> and, and they just, they just crushed it the last month getting these guys, you know, they pushed them, they energized them. They're kind of a, a new mood in the clubhouse. Uh, very important for the veterans to sort of uh, compete for the positions that they just almost were entitled to in the past because of their championship uh, glory. But now they're in competition for these roles, these these games played and everything. And bringing in new guys, young guys, non-roster guys, uh, prospects. Um, there's all these elements, uh, and they worked so hard over the last month, and then overnight it's all gone. Mm. Everything stopped. So the pitchers who built up their pitch counts, the, the hitters who got their rhythm and timing intact, uh, we were, getting, we're, we're two weeks away from opening day. That's all gone. So now it's back to the drawing board. And trying to figure out, okay, yeah, how does Johnny Cueto stay sharp? I mean, this came a day after Kapler named him the opening day starter. And, you know, how, how you know, what, what about the rest of the rotation? What about the lineup? A lot of older guys on this team, even though it's a big rebuild because of the contracts. And what about the young guys who came in trying to impress? What about the, the, the minor league uh, uh, signings, signees who, who, you know, were added to the roster who have a chance to make... Uh, you know, all that stuff, just, just gone. Mm. So now the trick is, and it's, again, not a major story in the whole scheme of things, but it's keeping these guys sharp just in case whenever it happens, they will be able to come back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, a couple of guys I'm thinking about, Yolmer Sanchez and Billy Hamilton, who kind of a couple of accomplished big leaguers, but came in here and just couldn't hit at all. And especially Sanchez. Uh, Hamilton, you'd love to see his speed, but he just wasn't on the bases. So guys like that, uh, you know, the coaching staff wanted to see a lot of. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, Jalen Davis, another guy who struck out most every at-bat. Uh, you know, these final two weeks were going to be crucial for the team. So whenever they do come back, all these questions are going to be right there again for for the players and the staff to answer but uh, I don't think we're going to see this for quite a long time no no and where I guess it's going to be when when things potentially start to ramp up it's it sounds like the the Giants were taking some uh, precautions you mentioned the deep cleaning of the clubhouse um, today but did you get any sense of, from being at the the stadium the last couple of days uh, kind of what the what the vibe was there and not only with the team, but just from people who might have been around, if there were any kinds of staff or even fans milling around, that kind of thing. Yeah, at four, four o'clock today, I saw uh, four biohazard cleaners who 
who had all this equipment they dragged from this big white truck in the parking lot at Scottsdale Stadium and they hauled it into the clubhouse and they're gonna every inch of that place is gonna be sanitized uh, kind of an eerie feeling because uh, we were all in there just days ago uh, you know shaking hands and, and talking and you know up close with everybody else the lockers are just side by side and the crowd was full of people and they're side by side uh, the lines the vendors uh, everyone was side by side and uh, everything changed in a hurry and uh, yeah the fans were upset a lot of them came with their kids who had never seen a spring training game and the kids were crying and the, the parents were bummed but they understood and uh, realized that you know there'll be another day but it, that Giants uh, dugout store remains packed it remains open in fact as we speak uh, every day they go 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. and they were thinking of uh, uh, extending it to 5 o'clock today because all these fans who usually go to baseball games wanted somewhere to go <laughs> so they like converged at the ballpark but it was kind of strange that right next door maybe 30 feet away from the door of the merchandise store was the door of the clubhouse and these four guys were in there sanitizing the place. <laughs> You're listening to Giant Splash and A's Plus. We'll be back in just a moment. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It really is remarkable just how quickly uh, this moved across the week, too, because as you mentioned, I, I think really the first, uh, the first measure that was taken was the closing of the clubhouses to, um, to media and non-essential uh, team personnel, team or stadium personnel, which... I don't remember exactly what day that was, but I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were two days, basically, that, uh, that uh, at least this is the way that it was in Mesa, but two days where we as the media again uh, kind of gathered outside of, of the A's clubhouse in the morning. Um, and the, one of those mornings was pretty rainy, so we were kind of under an overhang. And, and later on in the dugout, while well, there were puddles of rain kind of washing in from... Uh, from the tarp of the infield into the floor of the, of the dugout. But, you know, the media relations staff would, would bring out a player uh, here and there, a requested player. Um, but that was sort of the first change. And then it just accelerated so quickly into, uh, you know, the, the cancellation of games. And uh, Thursday, as you mentioned, the, the day that uh, MLB did decide to cancel spring training games, the, the A's were supposed to play that day. They had a game scheduled for Camelback Ranch in Glendale. It was uh it was actually called off surprisingly early, which you wonder, you know, if there was an indication that games just weren't gonna be played, but I think it was about ten thirty that that they announced that the the game wasn't gonna be played. Um and it was just a very kind of odd feeling outside the clubhouse just because Yes, there was an indication that Major League Baseball might be moving toward taking one of these uh, this sort of serious actions, but there were players still coming out 
to the wall outside the clubhouse, jumping rope, uh, <laughs> throwing a medicine ball against the wall. Uh, a couple of guys just walked out and, and had phone calls. Um, you know, you, there were still a couple of guys doing interviews related to baseball. Uh, <laughs> March 12th, uh, Thursday was supposed to be the first day that the three batter minimum yeah. was instituted in, in spring training games. So a couple of a uh, couple of the left-handed relievers on the A's actually came out and, and answered a couple of questions mm-hmm. about that and that was about 10:30 in the morning here in Arizona so MLB hadn't taken their action yet so any questions about what it might be like to to potentially play games in front of empty stadiums which at that point still sounded like it might be a possibility uh they said that they you know they had no answers they they didn't know what was going to happen and then all of a sudden it all went away yeah, two Giants actually did play a game with nobody in the crowd. And that was Jeff Samarja and Kevin Gosman. Back in 2015, uh, there's civil unrest in Baltimore, April, and there was the White Sox-Orioles. Gosman and Oriole and Samarja with the White Sox. And Samarja started that game and gave up like five, six runs in the first inning. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him and he said, you know what? It, it was it was so strange. Uh, it like a pickup game. Mm-hmm. Nobody was there. Gosman said, you know, even in T-ball, your parents show up. Put this thing, a major league game, and nobody was there. Right. He was in the bullpen, and he could hear the broadcaster call the play-by-play wow. from the bullpen. <laughs> and Samarja told me, I would not recommend that. So obviously we've gone in a different direction. Everything was on the table just 72 hours ago, and the world has changed. How about this, Matt? The baseball draft. Again, baseball secondary. It's a blip on the screen. But, um, you know, I learned right before baseball uh, made this announcement to postpone, uh, push back, shut down the game. Uh, the Giants had already moved to calling all their scouts, uh, pro scouts, amateur scouts, off the road. Mm. And so, and that's when, you know, before high schools and NCAA uh, conferences were, were all, you know, getting together and shutting down themselves. So now you have a draft coming up in early June. There's no high school. There's no college. I mean, the Ivies shut down, you know, for the season. And all these others seem to be doing the same, <laughs> and and uh, and the Giants have the 13th overall pick. The A's have the 26th overall pick. I mean, it's an important thing. I mean, you know, you H. A. Puck and Matt Chapman in recent years on the Giants side, uh, Hunter Bishop, uh, Elliot uh, Ramos, Joey Bart. You know, going back with Lincecum Kane, Bumgarner, Posey. I mean, they built championships based on the draft. And now there's a chance that they could still have this draft because there's a timetable for you know, going into next season and all. Sure. And they have to base all their information on what already happened, not what will happen in the spring season. And I talked to a Giants official today about that, and he said, you know what, we've done so much homework as is. If you put a, uh, the draft uh, a week from now, we probably have a board up there, really? and we could tell you you know where we would rank them that's how much work they and resources they put into this but again that's uh that's for another day <clears throat> and that's uh that's going to be all played out and um you know we've gone through these things before we've gone through the player strike we've gone through 911 baseball uh you know takes a hit uh baseball takes a break baseball's always come back this story hasn't been 
completed yet. It hasn't been fully written. Baseball will be back. We have no idea whether it's this year or next, uh, next month or at all in 2020. But uh, it, it's it's just a matter of the priority being be safe, be healthy, and take care of your family, man. That's so much more important than anything that has to do with the strike zone or the designated hitter or three batter minimum. <laughs> Is there any sense uh, about with the Giants, uh, who might, how many people might be staying, how many people might be going, anything like that? Not initially. I, I do know that an awful lot of people will be staying because an awful lot of people live here. Mm-hmm. You know, the Brandon Crawfords and so many of these young coaches, they either used to live here and still do or moved here because uh, for these young coaches, it wasn't just showing up in mid-February with the players. It was showing up in January and working on hitters and pitchers who happened to be coming by the, the, the complex. But it's not just that. It's the dozens and dozens of minor leaguers mm-hmm. that just opened camp. Uh, that, uh, in, in fact, I was over at minor league camp the day baseball shut down. And this was bef- you know hours beforehand. And I did a couple interviews over there. And those are all young guys and giddy and kind of oblivious to what the real world is. They're in their own little zone playing ball. And then hours later, they were all told, hey, it's over. Minor league complex is shut down just like the major league complex. So it's not just these major leaguers. It's not just the minor leaguers. It's all the workers and vendors at the ballpark, uh, you know, the, 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 the people who sell beer and peanuts and uh, you know, the, the, the entire environment, the restaurants and bars and hotels that really rely and depend on these six plus weeks to get them in some cases through the year financially. Uh, I, I did, like I said, speak with the mayor of, of, of Scottsdale, uh, Jim Lang. And one interesting thing about that is the Giants uh, contractually have Scottsdale Stadium through the end of March. And that's, you know, the season's supposed to begin March 26, so they were going to move out. But they're staying. And there might be a conflict because the city of Scottsdale is supposed to take over Scottsdale Stadium April 1st. But I spoke with the mayor and he said, listen, they're our, they're our most important tenant. We're going to try to work with them. Yeah, is Scottsdale Stadium used for other things when the Giants are Parties, functions, really? get together. I mean, it's not like the Rolling Stones are going to be here April 3rd. <laughs> Uh, if so, you and I might stay a little while. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, in all these parks, it's just a one-month deal in terms of the games. And, uh, you know, they use the facility for high schools and colleges and, and adult leagues and tournaments and things like that. They, call, they keep them pristine all year round. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, there's, you know, in terms of the Giants, uh, it, it's a financial impact in Scottsdale. They ha- they've had scheduled 16 home games and got through just 10 of them. So that means six are not going to be played. And five of those six came, were going to come in the final seven days uh, of spring training. So they're all kind of backloaded. And, uh, oh, well, you know, that's that's the end of uh, baseball. Yeah, I spoke briefly with the, the mayor of the uh, city of Mesa yesterday, John Giles, who also said, I, I forget the exact words, but basically that it, it's a significant blow mm. to the city. 
um, to not have these games. And, and you think, I mean, you look at it as being just, you know, a week and a half of games that aren't going to be played and not all of those are going to be happening in, in Mesa. And so, you know, how, how big of an impact can it really be? But yeah, yeah, you bring in such, uh, such a, a significant amount of baseball fans. Like there were, I was out both at Ho Chem and, uh, and Sloan Park where the Cubs play today and just talking to a couple of fans out there and there were people out there who had driven from Chicago and just gotten here a couple of days ago and were planning on spending a few few days here seeing a few games and uh and they were just walking around the empty stadium just to take a look because obviously there's there's no baseball being played anymore but that's the kind of draw um for baseball fans that spring training has and it's kind of a you know it's it's a a rite of spring it, mm-hmm. it it's it marks the beginning of of things um but from yeah from the the financial point of view it it is a significant blow um to the city and i don't uh i don't actually know about the the situation with the a's renting uh <laughs> renting their stadium whether there's an expiration date on that but that would be something that well i'm sure the a's are the uh, primary tenant there as well yeah and they've only been over there for not too long, I think a couple, yeah. a couple few years. Yeah. And, uh, but just one other thing that, um, that the mayor mentioned was that in the past couple of years, I think since they've moved spring training dates up a little bit, uh, it's a li- starting a little bit earlier than it was before. Oh yeah. 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 So, um, so what he said was the early dates haven't drawn as well. I think mm-hmm. it's taken mm-hmm. a little while for fans mm-hmm. to warm up sure. to the fact that those games are happening earlier. So, so obviously they got the early games in, but like you said, there the later games are are canceled, and those mm-hmm. have been the big draw in the last couple of years. So, uh, so yeah, it is a it is a significant impact. Well, Matt, we could leave it as this. One of the last interviews I did was with Buster Posey, and this is uh, this is the day before the announcement came. He said, "Baseball secondary, figure the important stuff out first, then figure out baseball." Typical Buster. Yeah, and I would, on Thursday also, uh, the last, I think, group interview that we all did was A's manager Bob Melvin, mm-hmm. and uh, he basically said it's it's time to slow down on the baseball front, and uh, once you know once we get on the other side of this, uh, this bigger picture thing, we can pick it up again, but sports in the grand scheme of things is not, uh, not the biggest, biggest issue right now. You've been listening to Giant Splash and A's Plus. Our producers today were G. Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. We'll be back soon with more baseball podcasts. Thanks for listening. The Giant Splash is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Support the Splash and all of the Chronicle's great journalism by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.